Okay, everybody. Cue spoon and music in three, two, one. Hello, welcome back to Spooned It. This is a podcast with me, Joel Brown, and my good mate, Jensen Anderson. We're here, we're here to just have a laugh, really. So over the course of like lockdown and everything, the past few years, it's all been mad. And so we thought, yo, let's make a podcast. We'll be able to chat a little bit more. And honestly, it's been great. But gents, I've got I've got a bit of a conundrum that I need your help with. Okay. And I want us to go a bit on a bit of a back and forth on this. Now, I was thinking that often just because something is worth a ton of money, that doesn't mean that it's going to have like a different value to you. It's often, and I've, I started to think about this a little, it's often those things that don't cost much, but they mean something else to you that they're the things you hold closest to your heart. And when I say that sentence, what is like the first thing that comes to your mind just straight off the bat, just like that? I'm already going to go off script here. And uh, because you, you said things that don't cost a lot of money. And I have to start off with my car because it's, some, it's something I use every single day. It didn't cost me not a lot of money, but for what it is, it's a Mustang. It didn't cost me as much as it could have, uh, is how I put it. And basically, I, I've used it almost every single, single day since I purchased it about two and a half, three years ago now, which is crazy. I put like 20,000 miles on it. It was my daily driver to and from school. It's now my daily driver to and from work. I've saved a ton of money fixing it up myself. And this is so many memories, uh, road trips, even picking you up from the airport a couple years ago was yeah. kind of a dream come true for both of us. Me pulling up in a Mustang, picking you up. It was great. Great time. And uh, yeah, I, I, it's irreplaceable for me. Yeah, no, I think I think I understand that because of, I mean, when I when I visited you in Seattle as well, I died. You know, you were you showed me all the repairs and stuff that you had done with, you know, with Dylan as well, which was wicked. And so I, I understand that. And I think that's a valid I think that's a valid case. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it on the transport sort of route, but I'm gonna take away half the wheels. So my first bike, the legendary, this thing, you know, this thing was yellow. It was brilliant. It didn't have any brakes, but it was it was a legendary machine. Come and travel far and wide. And as as a as a young man growing up in Uganda, this this was my this was my freedom. You know, having a bike was like was nothing else. And this lasted me majority of my time in uganda so i mean we we were in a slightly more rural area at the start um where we became mates obviously jensen and during that time my bike was at its you know at its peak <laughs> if you want to say that and so that you know we're looking we're looking at least eight odd years for this one machine you know it would have had the odd puncture or something like that you know repairing the brakes now and again but all in all i'd say that's pretty impressive you know this wasn't even the most expensive bike so i wouldn't even be able to tell you how much it was but we're not looking over anything over like a couple hundred pounds most and so that's why that's why that made it to this list because i just think i just think it's elite i think and i and i miss that bike dearly i do that is elite value and speaking of value something that i have used over the last year and if they offered me a sponsorship i would take it in a heartbeat i sound like i'm reading an ad right now but it's this little USB Bluetooth uh, converter thing. You plug it in. It's, it's, it's so small. It's like the size of the USB plug itself. You plug it in. It provides Bluetooth where there wasn't previously. So I could use it on my home PC. But where I get the most use out of it is actually at work. And my work is primarily sitting at a desk in front of a computer. And obviously, I'm not going to 
play a YouTube video over the computer speakers. So what I discovered in like my first month of working there is I bought this little USB stick for I think it was eight dollars and I have likely put multiple hundreds of hours of use to it um, just plugging it in syncing it with my headphones and playing YouTube playing music playing podcasts from the computer and I, I I think there's nothing else that I have gotten like literal monetary value from you know with this being at work I'm earning my living here and this is helping me do it by helping me stay sane over wow. long shifts. I, I cannot yeah. stress enough how valuable this little eight dollar piece of technology is for me. Oh my goodness me, like you saying, that is that's a that's a value that's a high punch, man. I've I've got to respect that. I've got to respect that. I think, you know, on a on a, on a similar on a similar note, it, so you know, when you're when you're when you're going out, when you're going to a wedding or something properly fancy, you know, you need to look good, you need to be dressed to the nines, and that's head to toe, right? Now, one thing that I'd missed out for ages, I didn't have like a nice pair of suit shoes. So one day I was this is when this was New Zealand at the time, went out, found these found these brilliant, brilliant pair of suit shoes that have lasted me. And this was early on in my New Zealand trip. They've lasted me and they've literally gone with me all over the world. I went I went to my mate's wedding in Germany in these you know all sorts of really fancy stuff in new zealand over here in the uk and this must have been like two two and a half years ago i've worn them countless times and we're talking like a hundred pounds so i know that is more expensive but these are things that have, they, they've made me look good <laughs> you know they, they've been like they've, they've made they've made quite a few reactions you know come my way so i think that's that's why that's why this is the second on my list it's got to be it's a good one it's a good one yeah and it's hard to get people to react to you so that's that's saying a lot dude props props <laughs> Oh, that's low. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I love you. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> speaking of time spent, you said you said you use these on countless occasions. Something that for me has also traveled with me, not quite all over the world, but certainly all over the United States, is my Nintendo Switch. And I think the only thing I need to say that can stress the value that I have gotten out of this piece of technology is between the two uh, Pokemon games that are on the Switch, I have over 600 hours played between between the two games. 600. 600 hours, which is sounds like a lot, and it is because it, it it's it's been a source of happiness, time passing, uh, again memories. I, I I cannot even stress the amount of time spent playing co-op games like Mario Party, Mario Kart hanging out with friends. Animal Crossing was a huge, uh, huge hit during the quarantine this year. I was with Dylan at the time. Me, him, and Abby played Visiting Each Other Islands. Incredibly, incredibly relaxing experience. And and I cannot stress enough. I, I, I've said that multiple times today, but I, I, I mean it. I cannot stress enough how how valuable and uh, how important that, you know, that has been for me since I bought it again. I'd say about three years ago. And uh, yeah, so many hours, so many memories. It's 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 one of those priceless things that I. I tell you what, I've heard. I mean, I've heard a lot about, especially the Animal Crossing game. By the way, for all of those of you out there who were trying to figure that out, Jensen has spent pretty much twenty five straight days at least. This is no sleep, no breaks on Pokemon games on his Nintendo Switch. Now, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna keep it on that sort of level, okay? Because I wanna go to the Nintendo Switch's older brother, right? We're talking the Nintendo DS. This is my fight. This is the heavy hitter here. Now, Jensen, you, 
like you can relate to this, okay? Because I had my first, my first Nintendo DS from around the age of 10. And my first one lasted me at least four years, but it wasn't only that. That first DS planted a seed in my mind and in my heart that made me love this thing to the end of my days. And I still do. I've still got games that I used to play way back then. The amount of sleepless nights that me and Jensen had because we were crazing over, you know, over Pokemon, whatever it was at the time. That 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 is my favorite, and that is why, gents. I'm sorry, but that that's my heavy hitter. There, that that surely surely you can get on board with that. I will concede my. Uh, I, I will I will concede this con- contest, and I have to say, your DS got value for me as well, and that's why I, I can't I can't let the Switch win. You spent a little bit of time with it, but nothing compared to the amount of time we spent playing Lego Star Wars, Lego Indiana Jones, Need for Speed, Pokemon, Mario Kart. You name it, we played it, and we played it together, and, and I will yeah. never forget those times. And, and your, yes, your DS absolutely takes the cake between this uh, this competition. And with that, I I have the question to ask you, actually. And do you know what time it is now? Oh, I think I do. The wind-up, the pitch. This week on Jensen's Pitch from the Past. This, of course, is when we take turns trying to bring back a childhood memory that we think has lost a little bit of magic over the years. Last week, Joel sold me about the absolutely barbaric idea of Marmite-flavored popsicles. Just absolutely horrendous. It's a, it's a British thing, I know, I don't care. It's terrible. Um, that was strikeout all the way. Honestly, mate, I think, I think you need to reconsider. Anyways, this week... Jensen is going to try and sell me into jumbo-sized playground. Okay, I'm really interested to see what he's got. So without further ado, Jensen, take it away. Adults are serious people doing serious things. Every single one of us has had that wish to go back to simpler times, when the biggest thing you had to worry about was getting home before dark and what you would have for lunch at school tomorrow. Instead of how to make Bernie from work owe you one, so we'll give up the corner office when you finally make that promotion. What I'm proposing today is going to take us back to that simpler time, and we're going to do that by triggering the part of your brain called imagination. I'm sure we all remember as kids the infinite amount of games that we played on playgrounds and play sets. The one that comes to mind for me particularly is the Hot Lava Monster game. I have no idea where it came from, but essentially all the kids, except for one, would get on the playground, run around, and the kid on the ground was the hot lava monster, and he just tried to tag everybody while they couldn't touch the ground. It was, it, it, you know, it was, it was great exercise. It was great fun, great bonding, great memories. Never going to forget that. And I think that's something that's missing from all of our lives, especially right now. We're all cooped up. I think what we could use is some jumbo-sized playgrounds for, you know, for, for, for the rest of us. You know, the kids, the kids, they have their day. They have their toys. But what, what do the adults have? You know, we go home. Some of us sip a martini, go to bed, read a book. Come on, please. Give me a playground and I give, give it to me now. That's what I'm saying. I like that. I like that. I think, you know, one, one idea that comes to mind as well, Jensen, after that fabulous pitch is that, you know, you could, almost, you could also have like, you know, paint, you know, you could have paintball fights there as well. I think, you know, because there's a good amount of obstacles. Now, what I, want to, what I want to ask you today, Jensen, you know, coming from a sort of almost like a, uh, like a council point of view, part of the community is... 
what about what about vandals? What about these ruffians that might think they can just like hang out there or or you know draw inappropriate uh, pictures with spray cans of paint on the on these brilliant attractions? What what do you have to say about that? What would you do? I think that we are at a point in time and history where the technology exists or it can be made to exist to repel these sorts of uh, these sorts of characters if you will. And what I'm proposing is something some might call radical. But all it takes is one man sitting at a table, much like I do, at work, looking at some cameras, just checking to see if unsavory characters exist. Or you could even make an AI that does this for you. And all you're going to do is make some, some pepper spray sprayers, right? They're going to be at various corners of the playground. If anybody ever comes up, boom, little spritz, they're gone. No, they don't want to be there anymore, and uh, you know you're back to having a having a, a wonderful addition to the community. I think that's perfectly feasible and reasonable, and it solves the problem of vandals and ruffians missing up playtime. I like that. I like that a lot. I mean, do you know? Do you do you have any do you have any further points to uh, to strengthen your argument? Absolutely, Joel. I I come prepared, and you know this is something that I've been really workshopping for a number of months now. And, and I already mentioned exercise, I mentioned creativity, but I really want to stress the, the mental vacation that you can take when you're on this jumbo playground. And, and I, I, what I think many of you might be picturing is a large playground. No. What I want you to picture is a jumbo playground. Think of yourself as a three-foot-tall child, right? That's a meter for those of you, you know, across the pond. Thank think you. of yourself as that size. And... And then picture how tall the monkey bars were when when you were that small. Proportionally, the jumbo-sized playground monkey bars will be that height to where you might even want your your friend to be underneath in case you happen to fall so they can catch you. And and before you bring up injury, because I know you will, I know you will. Rubber mesh underneath. You fall. No harm, no foul. You might even bounce a little. It's it's a win 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 all around, and it just it'll it'll encourage people to let loose and find that inner inner child that I think we all are craving. Wow, just very nicely put, my good sir. I uh I do approve. I think in total I would I I'd give the pitch and the idea which I am willing to uh, to put my money into working. By the way, a solid. A solid eight out of ten. A very, very well done. So good score, and uh, we appreciate your efforts, and we will do our best to uh, to make this work in the community. Thank you. Hey guys, thank you so much for watching this week's episode of the Spoon It Podcast. My name is Joel Brand. His name is Jensen Anderson. We're so glad to have you here with us. Make sure to check a like and subscribe to our page if you did enjoy this video. And make sure to stay tuned, okay? We're going to have loads more videos coming up. And on that note, if there is something that you would like to see from us, let us know. You know, if you've got a new game for us to try or, you know, just something that you'd like us to talk about, we'd love to hear from you. So make sure to chuck your request in the comments. Until the next video, stay safe, God bless, and we'll see you then.